Welcome back to the Remake Hot Take podcast, the podcast where we pitch remake ideas for our favorite and new media. Um, This week, Maria is not here because she is dying of a mystery illness. <laughs> um, so everyone wish her uh, good, good luck <laughs> for recovery. Um, but we are instead joined by friend of the pod, Michaela Decay, who has been on before, um, and friend of the pod, Megan, who is fondly referred to um, as the roommate <laughs> in many of my tales so far on the podcast. Um, Mick, did you want to give a quick introduction for anyone that's seeing you for the first time? To make it short and sweet, I just, I love media, any form of media, so kind of it's fun to kind of put these twists on it that you guys do. So it was fun to kind of just sit down and put my thoughts together to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm happy to be here. I'm always excited to be invited on. But yeah. Yay. Media lover. <laughs> <laughs> and Meg. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for inviting me, bro. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Um. <laughs> No, I think I was selected for this because it was a horror movie. Um, yes, we are doing some spooky movies for the month of October. Um, and yes, Megan is a horror movie aficionado, would you say? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we would go so far to say it's an aficionado, but uh it's your fan. favorite, it's your favorite it genre, is, right? Yeah. For sure, by far. We wanted to do spooky movies for the month of October. And uh, this week we did the new movie. I think like when I look at Wikipedia, it says that it came out like July of 2022 or something. I thought, yeah, it says it came out 2022, but maybe it just hit like streaming platforms or something um, in the last month because everyone on Twitter has been talking about it just in the last couple weeks. Um, So I was confused by that. Maybe they had like a small release in 2022 and then um got it onto streaming platforms in 2023 or something but people all over twitter have been talking about it um Michaela you were the one that picked this movie what about it did you see did you just see people like online talking about it or had you seen it from like a trailer well it was funny because like when it first started like you know making the rounds I was just like oh my god this movie looks so dumb like I'm (laughs) not even gonna invest my time in this but it's A24 and I really like I do enjoy A24 movies. Um, but I'm not like I feel like you encounter A24 people and they're either like very snobby or they're just like chill. Like there's no real <laughs> in between there. And they all have very strong opinions, but I'm I err on the chill side. Um, but I saw it and I was just like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. But then a couple, I don't know if it was like a month or weeks. But I started seeing, I was just like, oh, people are like, this movie is getting really great reviews. Like people are freaking out about it. And I was just like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And so when you got, and I just like, I'm not a person who likes to watch scary movies by myself. And my boyfriend doesn't like watching scary movies either. <laughs> so when you guys said, oh, sh- we should watch a movie. I was just like, this one, please, <laughs> please. I want to watch this movie. <laughs> sent that over like immediately and then luckily they agreed to it so <laughs> <they> are <laughs> and what other a24 is like midsummer is that a24 or yeah, midsummer hereditary, hereditary is the one Midnight, I pearl all that all that good stuff yeah 
Uh, they're like a kind of like a bougie indie filmmaker. And like Michaela said, like some people that like them are like just like some of those film people that think that they're the shit. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're a film fan? Name your top 10 directors <laughs> and like their directorial debut, which I've never um been a big fan of. And like last week on the pod, we did Spy Kids. And I was like, this is my true <laughs> form of cinema. <laughs> I was like, this, these are the only kinds of movies I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Midsommar. Hereditary, we watched Hereditary together, right? Yeah, Hereditary, that's crazy. And Michaela said something, they were like, when you said we were texting when we were watching this together, um, and Michaela was like, A24 hates younger siblings. Because, they really do. Yeah, in Hereditary, she like has the peanut allergy decapitated from <laughs> this movie spoiler alert like the younger brother is like absolutely slamming the shit out of his head trying to kill himself so I don't know whoever like is the like CEO of A24 just probably has like a shit relationship <laughs> they need to family counseling yeah <laughs> it's like if you're the younger sibling of the A24 CEO you're like shaking in your boots every time a new one gets released you're like oh my god I stole your pop tart like one time dude and you've never gotten over it um but yeah so that is what we're watching this week um did we really briefly want to talk about like horror movies in general or anything else spooky for October because I mention on the podcast all the time in my what I've been watching recently like anytime Megan and I see a movie basically anytime we're in a movie theater together we are seeing a horror film um but yeah Megan you talked about earlier that you like um horror movies are one of your favorite categories do you have any like favorites or favorite genres of horror movies oh gosh uh I don't have any like specific favorites um I feel like it just depends on like what my mood's in okay um in terms of like what like like film I want to watch at that point but I'd say like within the horror movie genre I love like possession films like Mm -hmm. oh haunted yeah is that your favorite too Meg because yeah about this Mm -hmm. yeah when you were visiting we were just like oh like because I think I was saying that I wanted to watch something scary but then you were like oh I'm more into like the creature features Mm -hmm. because then we were talking about we watched we ended up watching Van Helsing which is like one of my favorite movies and I'm a I am a snob about werewolf design for some weird reason and I think Van Helsing I'm putting it out there now I need the world to know this Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman peak werewolf design peak (laughs) rant over (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we were talking about it and I think because I don't think Van Helsing is scary or I don't I don't really find like creature features scary but like the paranormal possession that stuff freaks me out like zombies whatever yeah well I think that stuff freaks me out the most too and that's why it's at like the bottom that's why it's not yeah like like I feel like Mick and Meg like watch scary movies like to be scared like that is the goal of it and I watch them like to be a good friend (laughs) so I'm like no (laughs) I'm like bottom of the pack but the ones that I do actually have like an interest in are always my top is always going to be like a creature feature and that extends to like I like more of the scary creature features which is like quiet place is always like my example of that um and then I like just like action creature features which is like Godzilla and stuff like that so 
I love creature movies. And then what did I say? Like my ranking was I liked creature features. Oh, then I think I said like true crime, like serial killer or something where like the human is like the evil person, like a human on human action, um, I think is my next favorite. Um, And then I would have to say like paranormal at the end. But all of that said, out of all of the horror movies that Megan and I have watched, which like, I feel like it's so funny that horror is one of my like least favorite categories, but I feel like I've watched the most of it. Like I actually well appreciated by me. (laughs) Yeah. I actually have like a diaspora of horror movies, but I think we both said that one of our favorites was the Conjuring series. Mm -hmm. Um, and we watched, uh, the nun two in theaters recently. And Megan pointed out that those two like lead female leads in those movies are sisters which like totally makes sense if you look at them because I was like I was like what and then I was like just pictured their faces and I was like oh they look fucking identical but like 20 years apart so I guess they're like I think they're like one of five siblings and the older I don't know any of these actresses names but the older one that's in the conjuring she is like 21 years older than her sister um who is in like American Horror Story and stuff like that um which have you guys been seeing like all of the bad stuff coming out about Emma Roberts Mm, I haven't I've kind of like dropped off the uh, American Horror Story train after um the political one I just I don't know I couldn't get into that one and like I just I don't know it didn't stick but I do want to get back into it because I think there is some I feel like it will be interesting like the stuff after that was really interesting and yeah. Interesting. yeah isn't Kim Kardashian she's in like the newest one isn't she mm-hmm. yeah and then this one doesn't look as good to me either like I don't think this and it's not because of Kim Kardashian I don't find that like area of interest interesting <laughs> like yeah. that specific topic yeah well on Twitter they were talking about Emma Roberts because she's kind of a screen queen that I guess she like made like is like notoriously awful to work with on set and made like some like anti-trans remarks to her like one co-worker on I think Scream Queens or something um but yeah apparently people are not a big fan of hers but anyways all of that aside our, our history with horror movies in general um let's jump into this film did we just want to talk about like our overall um impressions of the movie yeah I know like for me I actually really enjoyed this you know it's funny because I came into it with like a "Eh, it's gonna be all right like I'm trying not to set any kind of standard after seeing like reviews and stuff because I like to just go in and not really know much Mm. I had like I thought this was a really good watch (laughs) I also would have loved to have been in the room with you guys within like the first five minutes of this because of like the scene where the guy gets stabbed and then he stabs himself in the head and like I remember I would we like I texted you guys and I'm just like oh my god (laughs) and then I got your guys's responses about what happened in the same room (laughs) and I was just like wow they're really starting this off with a bang and like yeah I also just really liked the flow of it like I thought it was really interesting all the way through like sometimes in horror movies there's like this like area of just like boring like I just am uninterested like get to the good part and this had like a really good mixture of like Mm -hmm 
you know, sadness, which, you know, I don't always enjoy in horror movies because I feel like there's <laughs> enough problematic stuff in horror movies that I don't want to feel sad and scared at the end of it. <laughs> but this one did have like a touch of the sadness, but it was like an interesting way that it was woven in there. Yeah. Yeah. Meg, you like, you like movies that like start off pretty action-based, right? I feel like you talk about how you don't like when stuff is like a slow start. <laughs> well, it depends. I okay. like, it, it depends on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I like, you know, like the possession or the paranormal movies where it, it starts out like really subtle mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, did I like leave the cabinet door open or <laughs> like Fred's acting a little like off, but I can't like place it type of thing. <laughs> Fred. And it like builds. <laughs> I like that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that started out like this movie definitely started out kind of like hot to begin with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And we were, <laughs> what Michaela was referencing is that <laughs> Megan and I were watching this together and in the first, like literally like two minutes of the movie, um this guy named Duckett which is that just like an Australian thing because what the fuck kind of name is that let us know in the comments <laughs> let us know if you're a Duckett <laughs> but um yeah there's like brother searching for his his brother named Duckett and he um is like in this party house and he's going through and then Duckett, like, clearly is, like, fucked up. And he, like, takes a knife and he, like, so violently, like, stabs his brother. And then the scene that Mick is talking about is that he, like, takes a knife and then, like, it's, you see it kind of from, like, a side profile shot. And he, like, walks out into the courtyard of this house where the party was at. And he, like, shoves it through his, like, eye or his, presumably his eye or his head somewhere. Um, And I literally, like, I, I will say this for the movie, so many times I like actually like gasped and like covered my mouth. I literally was like, <gasps> like, I cannot believe they did that. I feel like they did a really good job with like honing in on the gruesome details of stuff. And that was one moment where I literally like, I flipped out and I was like, oh my God. And Megan was completely <laughs> no reaction whatsoever to the point where like, she literally was just sitting there. I just gasped. And then I like turned to her and I was like, did you see that? Like, I thought she was like looking in her chip bag or something. Cause like, there's no way she could have not reacted to that moment. And she was like, yeah, I saw it. I was looking at the TV. <laughs> Literally every other Tuesday for Megan is <laughs> doctor. <laughs> like she's going to be dealing with this kind of thing, but very frequently in her future. <laughs> she's like, I've seen worse. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Hardcore. But yeah, I guess my overall impression, I did like it. Um, it did end pretty sad for me. I thought the ending like fizzled out a little bit with like, we had such a strong beginning. Um, I would have liked to see honestly, like more demon action. Like I would have liked to get more of the lore of like what Mm -hmm. the hand actually did. I wanted to like know more about that. Yeah. I wanted to like dive deeper into that world because it's like purposefully ambiguous whether or not these are actual like people that they're seeing is that actually her mom or is it like something more like insidious um so I would have liked to explore that more because I think like insidious is another film um series that I think like does explore that more it's like when the demon pretends to be like a ghost or whatever or a demon pretends to be like a lost loved one I feel I feel like that's like a horror movie trope and I was like oh okay that's kind of what they're doing here but then they just like left it open (laughs) to interpretation um 
it didn't go super far into it because at, at the end, you know, she becomes one of the people that is like shaking the hand of someone else and she's being let in. So that makes me think like, oh, okay, like maybe it is just only like lost souls that are like in purgatory or whatever on the other side. Maybe it wasn't like demonic, but yeah, I think that was my only critique is that the ending, the ending like seemed a little bit fizzled out from what a strong beginning it was. Um, and that I would have liked a little bit more exploration into the logistics <laughs> of that world or whatever. I think it could have added to the scare factor too, if they like leaned harder on that. I think another thing that I really liked about this is that they didn't like rely heavy on the jump scares. Like it was all, it was all pretty like, you know, in your face, but not like, I, I hate jump scares. I am not a jump, <laughs> I'm not a jump girl, jump scare girly it's just jump girl (laughs) but they I think they did a really good job with the scares in this too it just like especially the one um in the bedroom like where there's the thing in the corner but it just like it's not like a jump scare and it just starts moving towards you very slowly the camera doesn't pan away or anything it just starts moving and I'm just like all right that's scarier (laughs) yeah there was no like fast crawling towards you it was just the same (laughs) pace you know you see the thing the whole time and I was just like all right this this is well done this is different (laughs) (laughs) you're like this is subtle (laughs) I like it (laughs) Uh, all right Mike what about you what were your overall impressions I think overall um I found it like fun entertaining I enjoyed my Friday afternoon it's not a movie I would probably watch again, like go back to. Mm, okay. It's not like one of the ones where I'm like, it's dark and stormy out. I'm craving like something <laughs> scary and I'm going to like reach for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like enjoyable. Um, I think like I tend to grade based on like how scared I am after the movie. Like if mm-hmm. I'm like in bed, like <laughs> afraid of my surroundings Yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't after this film, um, but so I didn't I didn't find it overall that scary, but I think there were definitely a few like really good points. Um, I think the big scene um, where Riley gets um, his turn was um, very unpredictable, mm-hmm. which I feel like unpredictability in a, a horror movie is like key. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they also like there were some moments that were predictable, but they like played to the predictability really well like when her like dad's like trying to get into the room and she's reaching for the scissors like you knew what was gonna happen Mm -hmm. but it was still very anxiety provoking because Mm -hmm. you knew something bad like very bad was gonna happen um so I think they did a good job in that regard but yeah yeah. I'm so surprised that he I I think he for sure lived because Mick was wondering she had like texted in the group chat like asking if we thought that the dad lived I think he for sure did because it showed him like leaving like the hospital area too and she couldn't go after him but I'm like shocked that he did he got, he got his straight in the, in the neck like the angle he got like she she just missed the jugular yeah <laughs> a little unbelievable that he was just kind of walking down the hall at the end I know um, yeah he'd probably be nice yeah too, actually but. so Megan is a medical student <laughs> can you tell us from oh, the no. medical perspective yeah. would you survive that injury oh, I mean you definitely could really um, but you wouldn't I feel like you wouldn't be walking down the hall like same day you'd be well I'm thinking time passed because when Riley and Jade and their mom were leaving like they were totally fine like he was like kind like 
I think we get like a short glimpse of him and he looks kind of normal. So I'm, I'm guessing that time had passed since then. Yeah. I think quite a bit of time had passed. Cause I think it's like the second that she died, her like perception of time around her completely shifted. And I think it was like mm-hmm. months later in the hospital oh, because okay. we, we see Riley fully recovered walking out. We kind of like see like different clips of him too. Like it goes through kind of different stages and then we see the dad leaving too. I was just thinking that I feel like in any movie, anytime someone is like their throat is like slit open or they're stabbed in the throat or something, it's like immediate death. Like they're like choking on their own blood. And it's like, you're not coming back from that. So I was like, I was like, oh, look at this. It was a miraculous moment for, for daddy-o. Yeah. But. Oh, I think also, I, I mean, it's definitely like a grievous injury. And I think the fact that he didn't have help for like such a long period mm-hmm. of time. Like um, Jade, like coming home and seeing him there after who knows how long he'd been like in the room without mm-hmm. any medical aid, like probably makes it a little bit less likely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause literally, but I mean, you can definitely survive it. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was like, he's for sure fucking dead. Yeah. Right. When like Jade <laughs> comes in the house, I was like, oh, and now it's his dead body. I was and a little surprised he was still going. Yeah. He was just <laughs> sitting with like a pillow. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you doing here? I was like, you should be on the ground, sir. Um, so I thought, I thought that was interesting that they kept him alive too. Um, and what like a, what a tragedy for him. Cause in his mind, like the daughter committed suicide too, right? Like he doesn't know anything that happened with the hand. So then his wife commits suicide. She commits suicide um, all within like a presumably short amount of time um but yeah did we want to get into any more now that we've done our overall impressions like specific moments of the film that stuck out to us or things that we liked or didn't like I feel like for me I found this film more frustrating than scary because Um, like people doing stupid stuff yeah like I found like most of the characters overall pretty unlikable yeah um (laughs) And I don't know, I'm like someone who like wants to be able to like root for someone in a horror movie. (laughs) And the main character, I just like, I don't know, like she didn't deserve like her ending. She didn't deserve to be haunted by her mom or anything. But like (laughs) in terms of like, I feel like there were moments where they're trying to get you to feel bad for Mm -hmm. like her friend being mad at her, her friend's mom for being mad at her. And I was like, "Mm, she kind of deserves it. She's a bad friend. Yeah, that's a point of contention because I feel like we talked about that when we were texting and it's like the specific moment that I said, I was like, I don't know. I feel like they're being harsh is when um, the mom of Jade and Riley uh, played by Miranda Otto, who shout out to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> she She's in Lord of the Rings too. Um, but she like sees Riley in the hospital and then she literally like forbids Mia from like coming into the room and then like accuses her of like being like a known drug user and that she's like a bad person and how dare you like involve my family in this and everything. And Megan was like, get it, bitch. <laughs> she, she was like, be harsher on her. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like, I guess like we disagree on the, like the point of like, whose fault was it that Riley like went in and I had the viewpoint where like, yes, he's a kid, but I also feel like everyone kind of like in the room obviously not jade she like hardcore said like no i'm walking out of this room don't let him do it i disagree with this and everything like that i said like he riley also had agency like she didn't know that it could do something that bad like she herself had done it and nothing like horrible had happened to her um and she like couldn't have known that that was like an outcome so 
I feel like she wasn't, she was like wrong for saying and letting him Mm -hmm. do that. She should have been like more of a protector um, of Riley, but like, I felt like it was a bit harsh. Um, Like it's a reasonable response. I think for a mother. Yeah. When your child is like on death's door after something like that. Um, But I think like, I don't know. I I feel like um, Mia was just like a terrible friend from the start. Yeah. Like even like one of the first scenes, you know, her friend's like, oh, I don't want to go out to the party. My mom's going to be like, you know, upset. And she's like, well, it's my mom's remembrance day. And I just need (laughs) to get my like mind off of it. She's very manipulative. Yeah. And then um, not only that, then she invites the little brother to go with them to this party, um, like behind her friend's back, like potentially getting them in more trouble. Mm -hmm um and then the whole scene you know where she like like jade says like absolutely not like being a good like big sister and saying you're not allowed to do this this is a (laughs) terrible idea and then like saying like oh okay you can do 50 seconds um and then like pro and i mean with like understandable like reason because it like she thought she was speaking to her mom Mm -hmm. like prolonged it not even beyond 50 seconds but beyond like the original 90 90 seconds. seconds um uh, and then, like, even after all of that happened, there was the moment with her and Jade's boyfriend. Oh, yeah. That So, like, overall, I was like, there's multiple moments where, yeah. like, I was like, hmm. No. Just, like, consistently, like, proving herself to be, like, this terrible friend. Um, so I felt like when Jade called her out on it, it was very well-deserved. And I think the mom definitely said some harsh things. Yeah. But it was, like, in the moment, kind of understandable. And she definitely did like deserve some like consequences and to be called out on Mm -hmm. her role in it um so yeah and the mom says later too she says like I'm sorry like I was out of line like I was mad but I think it was because she needed the proof like they said that the they showed the police the video that they had and that like no one had because at that point like the mom knows fucking nothing like imagine from her perspective she's like so confused by her son's face is bashed in and like how do you explain your son like just doing that to himself yeah Yeah. so I think like she didn't feel like she could forgive Mia in any way until like she saw the clip herself well I think it was actually like (laughs) toxicology came back clear yeah the because remember they did they said no phones for this like they were just it was just them well I think they said that they showed the police though there was like one sentence where they said that they showed the police um the video clip yeah, because and no, they had phones in and it. the police didn't do anything about the hand, like they weren't looking for the hand. That's wild. That's a good point. Like, why is no one concerned about that? Well, because I don't think they told the police. I don't I think they wanted to keep the police out of it in terms of the hand, but like that was another thing that Megan noticed because Mia was like, I'll do it, but like no phones this time. And then we cut to a montage scene where everyone has their phones. Like specifically Mia, yeah, other people still has her phones out. So I think there was like some video footage of it, um, but they they did say like we showed the police. So I'm assuming that they just showed the police like him bashing his head like on the table like of his own accord, and then like didn't like explain what the hand was or anything. But but yeah, Mick, what do you think? Do you think Mia is a bad friend? Do you think she deserves to be yelled at by? lord of the rings mom i feel like i'm torn because i know mia probably had like a lot of you know grief that she hasn't dealt with yet and was looking for other outlets to like latch onto. and i think her latching onto this other family and wanting to be seen as like 
the cool friend like kind of made her do these things like I feel like she just wanted to make herself look better than Jade or like try to try to be the big sister that she wanted Riley to be here as opposed to caring more so about his safety mm-hmm. so I think I think I think I'm more on Brooke's side of things where I'm just like I don't think she totally deserved it but in some instances she definitely like the boyfriend thing that would have I'm sorry but if I'm Jade I am not <laughs> I'm not letting that one go easy <laughs> and to kind know. of bring it back she didn't really feel that bad for her like best friend but she like after all that tragedy went and like kind of crossed that boundary just literally yeah. have his whole foot in her mouth <laughs> Well, that, that we can't blame her. her. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like she, up until the point like where she gets screamed at, where I feel like she doesn't deserve it. Like the stuff with the boyfriend hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. But I definitely agree that, like in general, a lot of people in this film are unlikable because I feel like Jade is unlikable in a lot of ways too. Like I feel like she gets better towards the end of the film once Riley is in the hospital then she kind of like is more focused on being like a good Mm -hmm. sister but we see like Mia becoming like the sister figure we like we see Mia like Mick said like trying to be like the cool like older sister but like Jade like forgets to pick Riley up like Mm -hmm. when he's with his friend like she is his actual older sister yeah and she seems very like self-centered in a lot of ways and she um is you know supposedly like Mia's best friend but she doesn't like remember that it's her mom's like anniversary of her death and when Mia tries to like confide in her about like seeing that kangaroo on the side of the road and how it was like like haunting for her like she's she's very obsessed with Daniel it seems um Mm -hmm. and she seems like a little bit checked out of her like being a good friend and being a good sister until Riley like gets in the hospital so yeah I feel like a lot of people in this movie are unlikable and then um Haley is unlikable and what's the what's the other guy's name Doss Doss yeah Doss Doss is unlikable like yeah like Megan said I guess that makes like a lot of sense that there are horror movies where you're actively like rooting Mm -hmm. for the person I actually like only liked the parents (laughs) yeah like does that make me old (laughs) I was like, I was like, they were in the right. Well, except for the the dad, like not telling um, his daughter that the mom committed suicide, which I guess like, what are your guys' opinions on that? See, this is one thing where I'm just like, um, at what point did Mia become like unreliable? So like, what if it wasn't a suicide and that was just them setting up that, you know, that interaction with her mom's ghost in her bedroom? Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if maybe that was like a hallucination to try and set up like the other thing I mean like there's a chance like there's a slim chance that that's the case and she actually did commit suicide but I think it would be interesting to kind of explore that like oh at what point did she become unreliable like what's real and I feel like it was never really like super confirmed because I do think it like the one thing that stuck out to me was like the nails in the door thing like she was scratching at the door trying to get out so I feel like that is what makes me think I kind of err on the side of no she didn't commit suicide I think there was something else happening there 
Yeah. I feel like I, I kind of got the sense like she did. Yeah. Cause she was like, when she like spoke through Riley, she was like apologizing mm-hmm. and saying like, I didn't mean to hurt you. And I, that kind of like made me think that like, it was like an action she took. Um, but that's a good point. Cause I feel like around that time is when you like started to like, not be able to rely mm-hmm. on me as like point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, and it was like hard to say like, because there was like two different dads at that point it was like mm-hmm. like not dad creepy dad <laughs> and then it was like actual dad um and it was kind of at some points hard to like keep track of the two yeah and I think the like ghost dead mommy even says like that's not your dad mm-hmm. that like that you just talked to that was the spirits yeah. um mm-hmm. you know trying to convince you that I killed myself but I didn't so yeah, I didn't even think about that, Mick. I was always team mom committed suicide just because, like, it seems, how do you, like, how many sleeping pills do you have to take to, like, accidentally kill yourself? <laughs> Megan, medical perspective. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Unless, a lot. Like, I guess from that perspective, you could think maybe the mom, like, regretted it when she did it and, like, she was trying to scratch at the door to, like, get out and mm-hmm. get help. Maybe it's, like kind of a both situation where she like intended to commit suicide and then like wanted to go back and but couldn't get out to get help so maybe it's both but yeah that's really interesting that we don't entirely know a lot of this movie I think is like relying on the the ambiguity of like what the hand actually is and and who we can trust and like who we can't trust Mm -hmm. Um, which is like interesting because I feel like in horror movies we have like you know, a specific, like, villain, or we have, like, a centered, like, person that is doing the evil, but because it's, like, the hand, it's, like, all these different players that are in, in the mix here, and we don't quite know, and then in the end, like, if she becomes, like, the villain, right? She becomes the source of, um, of, like, all our biggest fears of her, like, potentially killing Riley and then ending up killing herself. Um, which do we think that she like saved Riley or that it just was happenstance that she got flung into the road and he I think Jake- I missed it. I missed that split second of whatever happened. Like I don't know all I like I remember kind of like glancing away for one second and the next thing I see is like the cars crashing around her and I'm just like what did I just miss? <laughs> supposed to be a little ambiguous. Okay. But I don't know, like, I feel like you can interpret it multiple ways. Like, Jade was, like, running to them as it happened. So you could, like, I don't know. I thought, like, maybe one way to interpret it is, like, she pushed her into the street. I didn't think she got there in time. I thought she got there, like, after the fact. But it could have been. It it happened really fast. And I don't think we saw, like, we. I mean, we didn't see the actual moment of impact. We see, like, from the people in the car's point of view, which is really interesting. Um, that this movie like kind of like starts and ends like in the car scene mm-hmm. and we're supposed to have that that moment with like the kangaroo um, to show that like Mia does not have it in herself to do a mercy kill like the, the movie literally tells us like Mia's character is not strong enough to do a mercy kill for this kangaroo and then she's presented with the exact same mm-hmm. scenario of killing Riley and it's like does she have it in herself to do a mercy kill because she thinks that Riley is being like tortured by all these like souls um and his body is like being overtaken or whatever 
Um, and like, we see like some restraint from her when she has the scissors and she isn't able to go through with it. Um, and then we get like, the movie does a really like good job of showing us then that exact like replication where in my mind, I was like, oh, she's going to try to throw him into the road. Just like, you know, Mm -hmm. having a car run over him, just like she couldn't do with the kangaroo. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting that we don't quite know if, if she was able to muster up like any bit of her old, like self to to spare Riley um because we see time and time again how much she does care about Riley like Jade won't let her little brother come and like sleep with her when he's scared after the first hand session um but but Mia is like come on (laughs) come and come and like sleep with me I know you're scared so she clearly loves him but yeah I thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. Um, all right. Anything else that we wanted to touch on specifics with what we like? Oh, I will say, um, in the first five minutes that we were watching this movie, Megan said, oh, are we in Australia? And I was like, Megan, every single person that's had an Australian accent. I'm really bad. And we just saw a kangaroo. And they were driving on the other side of the car. (laughs) The kangaroo was when she uh, started to get a little suspicious. <laughs> I knew we weren't in the U.S. <laughs> were you, for a second, were you like, wow, were they by a zoo? <laughs> like escaped kangaroo situation. Um, but yeah, let's see what else. Oh, a couple of the the making out with the dog scene was so cruel. Oh, yeah, and like the slobber on his face. I was just like, he was literally like tonguing the dog um which is disgusting which also I think it's interesting that this Daniel Jade relationship like they go to extreme lengths to show that like Daniel is maybe not attracted to Jade in -hmm. any way like and it's confusing why they're together um because I have a theory okay (laughs) I think he still has feelings for um Mia because when he's being possessed and the ghost is like oh he doesn't like when you touch him or something like that and then he looks directly over at Mia and I'm just like oh there's some there's something still going on there that's why I was so also like super nervous about like when he stayed the night with her I was just like oh this is like this isn't gonna end well like (laughs) Jade is losing her best friends (laughs) but I think there's definitely some some um feelings there that are not resolved (laughs) yeah but he's like I I just don't I still don't understand like why he's with Jade though I mean like he didn't have to be in any relationship and it sounds like it's like they haven't even kissed yet and they've been together like four months or something and like they don't even like holding hands and I'm like what are you doing Daniel <laughs> just make me a jealous uh, that's like the only oh, thing that I can think of like is something like that but he doesn't see like he doesn't seem like a bad mean person so I feel like no no yeah and they're like young so you know maybe he's just figuring it out <laughs> but oh another like moment where I was like oh my god this is probably like honestly the one of the worst things that I've seen in a horror movies I specifically hate watching anything where someone has like head trauma I don't know what it is but like when people smash their heads against stuff mm-hmm. and that was like Riley's main fucking shtick was to <laughs> smash his head against things like I hate when like 
pro wrestlers do it. Like I hate anything where people's heads are being injured, like specifically self-inflicted ones. It just seems so painful. Um, so when he does that, like in the first scene, um, when he's being possessed by the hand, but then the like one part that I thought was just the, probably the grossest thing I've seen in a horror film was when he's in like the hospital bathroom shower and he's smashing now the back of his head. I was like, oh good, we got the front. Let's do the back. <laughs> like even it out back there. Um, but he's smashing it. And then when he licks his yes. own blood, I yeah, was, that was bad. what fucking writer's room were they sitting in where these sick fucks were like, you know what? Not only is he going to smash his head again, trying to kill himself, he's then going to writhe on the floor and lap at his own blood like a dog that has not seen water in 10 days I was like was good. they got the like that's the reaction they wanted and they yeah, got it exactly. or what about when he was like ripping his eyeball out like how was I was just like oh no no cover 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 I can't <laughs> so I like had to look away and then like the little sound that was like the I was just like oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I hate and he, like gore I can't do like I have the like when it comes to gore I'm just like the biggest baby I can't do it <laughs> I definitely like when he like first started slamming his head on the table he like slammed it like three times the whole room of people is just letting him do that I know it's like ah! <laughs> and then they only like like grabbed him when he started trying to rip his eyeball out of his face <laughs> and I was like could have happened like two head slams ago but they were like concussion I, that's fine protocols out the door <laughs> eyeball ripping is where we draw the line <laughs> um but yeah I just thought it was so crazy and honestly like it's like can't kids these days just do drugs <laughs> why do they have to do all this that's what I kept thinking I was like oh my god I was like just like it's trending I know but I'm like just like smoke some weed out back and like I don't know make some like baked goods with each other because <laughs> it kind of like was presented as a drug right because they said it felt yeah. like really good mm-hmm. I don't know but like also what do you think that means like because the way that Mia described it I was like Mia it sounds like you are suicidal because she literally said like it felt so good to like not be in her body anymore feeling her own thoughts and feelings and that it was like having someone else take control and just like not being alive anymore and I was like girl (laughs) I was like have we talked to a school counselor (laughs) lately apparently not or else we wouldn't have had this movie I know but I know (laughs) we were we all went to high school together for viewers of the pod and let me tell you, this is not what our sleepovers looked like. No, this is, and none of you would be allowed to do it. You would not be able to bring this hand to my house. I have oh. this one friend who is constant, like when we were in college, he was just like, can we do a Ouija board? Can I bring a Ouija board to your house? I said, no, do the Ouija board at your house and then tell me how it goes. We are not doing Ouija boards. We don't talk about Ouija boards. We don't do them here. Stop bringing it up or I'm not friends with you anymore. Please and thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you're like we're no longer friends yeah. you would not have it us, though, like. no but i would do ouija board i would because i'm like such like a horror fanatic and everything oh, no. it's like it's be- i like respect that shit like yeah. no 
<laughs> like my mom got us like a Ouija board, like literally just like a game board from like Walmart for Halloween. And Megan would not let us do it. I know. Like, I would not let you either. You don't play with that. It doesn't matter. You could make it out of pen and paper and I would still say no. Well, I'm not even taking the risk of inviting anything in. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that mess. I don't need it in my life. Do you believe in like ghosts and demons? And that no. Thing? See, that's why she would do it. <laughs> No, I, like if if someone spoke to me through my Walmart Ouija board, I would be like, "Are there great sales in the afterlife?" Oh <laughs> I'd be like, "Have you seen the produce aisle lately?" But no, I would totally do it. But then, like, I'm not gonna risk it. Like, I don't really know what I believe, and I know enough to like, I don't want to risk it. Like, <laughs> the risk does not outweigh the reward. There's yeah. no. There's no good outcome for me other than nothing happening at all. But even that, like, I'm not, like, no. I, I like, do not if, play with it. You're like, even if it's like a successful Ouija board, I don't want to, don't want to see that. Yeah. My mom also got us, my mom's just really pushing the Ouija board because she, for Halloween last year, got us um like a Ouija board mint case where like an Altoids case where the outside of the Altoids case is the Ouija board. And then the Altoid mints are like the little thing. And I was like, Megan, would you play this Ouija board? And she was like, absolutely fucking no. not. And I was like, no. I was it like, doesn't matter what it's made yeah, of. Yeah, it really does not matter. Like you, like I said, you could literally carve it into the floor or write it on a piece of paper. Like you're still channeling those spirits. And sometimes those spirits are not nice as we just learned from this movie. I feel like an Altoid mint spirit is a nice spirit. <laughs> I We can't take our chances. I'm trying to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Megan I stand in solidarity on this one it's not happening <laughs> all right how about this we'll buy you a Ouija board and then you do it by oh, yourself we have one, we have one. And oh, okay Megan <laughs> you, you have to go to like a do it at your house do it at your parents house shut off all the lights light some candles and do it there let us know how it goes <laughs> okay can you do it by yourself yeah, yeah I, think I don't so. think you're supposed to but hmm. I feel like you should be. Deb wants you to Dev, do so bad. Yeah, Deb. There you go. I'm like, who do you want me to talk to? <laughs> I, I think Deb thinks I would be into it. <laughs> I'm just kind of like imagining the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I I like the creepy and morbid, but I, I respect it as well. <laughs> no. So do you believe in ghosts and demons? Me? Megan. Oh. <laughs> uh yeah like a hundred percent um I'd say like more I don't know if I'd say a hundred percent but I'd say more than not okay so like 60 40 (laughs) I feel like no like I don't know like what exactly it looks like you know what I mean okay like you don't know if like the depictions in like movies are accurate but like you think that there could be something out there yeah I don't know if Ouija boards can actually communicate the dead or anything like that yeah but like I don't want to find out (laughs) I I believe like I believe ignorance is bliss sometimes (laughs) spirit or like afterlife or whatever Mm -hmm. I don't know what it looks like yeah Mick (laughs) I also don't like I don't really know what to believe, but I feel like I have seen some things before that I was just Ooh, like, what? Have, I ever, have I ever told you guys the story? Like, no. and this is, 
So I have cousins and my grandma used to live with them. And I would never like was sure about like, I never really kind of trusted sometimes like, cause people like to tell stories. Like you like to tell stories and they had just had a kid. And I think she had just started walking and my grandma had passed away at this time. But at that house, there was a chair she would always sit in and my grandma would always hold her. And so we were at my cousin's house and I, oh, it's like creeping me out right now. Um, I was sitting on the couch and I can't remember how old she was, but she just walks over to the chair and puts her arms up. No oh. one was sitting in the chair. And I was just like, this is kind of cute, but also like, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm so scared. Uh-huh. So it was just really like something like that. I'm just like, okay, like I've experienced that in my own life. And I'm just like, that's you know like that makes me a little bit more interested in it or like receptive to it but I'm also just like I don't know but like seeing that how can you not be like oh there's something going on here because she's like maybe four or five years old like she doesn't know how like she's not walking like she's not playing a joke like that's not (laughs) unprompted just walks up to the chair and like puts her arms up like oh hold me and I'm just like Oh, uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely Here. makes you at least suspicious. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like when I was a kid, like I had weird shit as well. And maybe that I feel like we need oh, wait, to tell the, tell the story about the mimic. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. We, Brooke and I saw like this like TV show yes. that like talked about like the mimic, which is like a spirit that shows up in like the form of people you know. Mm-hmm. And it like reminded me of mm-hmm. something when I was a kid. This is one of the most scared that I have ever been when we, so like we watched this. There have been a couple of times where like just our surrounding environments have added to the spookiness level of things that we were watching. One of them was when we were watching The Conjuring 2. I think I had just gotten the bunnies, like maybe like a month or so before I had just gotten bagel and parsley. And um, we were watching this movie. I think it was like storming outside. And then they bunnies like thump, like thumper um, when they're like scared or upset or something. And so we were watching this and it was like a pivotal scene in The Conjuring 2. And then there's like a storm outside and then Bagel starts thumping and thumping and thumping in the background. And like, then they like made noise too. So we were super freaked out. And then this other one that Maggie was talking about, we were watching, what was it? I think it was like, what was creepy was that it said it was something in the Cleveland area where Mm. people were telling a story about a mimic that had been in like an abandoned old like Victorian house in the Cleveland area um and then Megan was like that reminds me (laughs) and I was like what the fuck like you never want to hear that after all (laughs) oh that reminds me of this time but yeah Meg tell that story I have to like talk to like my brother and sister and see if like they remember this but I remember like living in our home I think it was I think it was in like Oklahoma and Tulsa I think you said. Uh, Tulsa and like I would wake up and like sometimes see my family members but they like were not my family members <laughs> um I remember like specifically one day, like waking up yeah. and in my doorway my dad was standing there and he was wearing like his Dallas Cowboys jersey that he like always wears and like it was dark and there was a shadow obscuring his face, so I couldn't see his face. But, like, I knew it was my, like, dad. And he was standing there in his, like, jersey. And I, like, called out to him. I was like, Dad, like, what are you doing or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, like, he didn't say anything. He just stood there. 
And I finally like got creeped out enough that like I like pulled my covers over me and like just didn't like emerge until the morning. But my brother around like the same time, I remember he was having like nightmares and waking up at night. And there was like one night where he said he like woke up and I was standing like in the doorway with like a knife and I was like watching him. And he woke up and he was like, Meg, like, like talking to like, what the fuck are you doing? And I like ran, like turned around and like ran and he like ran after me. He like literally like followed me, like running after me through the house, like down the hallway. And I like, he watched me as I like dove, my parents' room was open. They were like sleeping in there. I like dove like under the bed. And he was like, he woke up like my parents, the whole house. He was saying like, I watched her like drive under there. And my parents were like, Megan, were you up? Like, I got in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I swear, like I was sleeping. I just woke up. Um, But he like literally like not only like saw me, but like he followed me like through the entire house. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just interesting. Like we both saw, we're seeing like family members. Oh, that's horrible. Like, I have full body chills right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And she told that to me after we watched this scary episode. And I was like, I was like, no. She's like, we about to be finishing this. <laughs> I was like, Megan, you're going to dive under your bed. Oh my God. It was yeah. awful. But yeah, I haven't had anything spooky happen to me. And if I did, I'm writing that shit off for like other excuses <laughs> immediately. I'm like, all the cabinet doors are open. And I'm like, Megan's a horrible roommate. <laughs> like she leaves all these doors open and she keeps coming into my room writing uh in blood on the walls. Yeah, I would Brooke like notice these things and then she doesn't, she's not an investigator. No. She's like, no. Like if anything, she'll like message me and be like, I just heard like blah blah blah. <laughs> and then I don't look for her. Yeah, she does. I'm like, hey, gunshots outside. <laughs> you know what to do, Megan. <laughs> I'm not getting up. Oh my god. Oh yeah, we've had several times where like people have been screaming outside of our apartment. Like one time we thought that they were screaming for help. Like it literally sounded like someone was screaming, like, help, help, help. And then it turned out to be like they were screaming like the name of their dog that had just gotten loose but Megan is the first fucking person down there so it's like I like that she draws the line at Ouija boards but she is involved you know I know it's probably not a demon like attacking them outside well I don't know but it's none of my business hey you want your neighbors to help you too I would (laughs) that's like a psychological phenomenon where I feel like that's a nightmare you have a lot is where you're screaming for help but no one like everyone is just kind of watching you Brooke like I feel like that when you send your dreams I feel like you needing help or like (laughs) you're being ignored or something like I feel like that's one of the commonalities in your dreams when you send Brooke has wild dreams just so you guys know they're insane (laughs) like you would think she does ridiculous amounts of drugs before she goes to bed <laughs> because of what she sends us in like sidebar there but still <laughs> relevant I do I mean I feel like I don't need to do drugs because like my it's brain's right doing it all for me <laughs> yeah. 
take melatonin before bed it gives you vivid dreams sometimes I don't even want to know what no would happen for <laughs> well Give yeah it a try and for the pod listeners I am an active sleep talker oh my god <laughs> mm-hmm. so I I don't sleep walk that would be like a <laughs> that would be taking my dreams to the next level <laughs> having the participatory action but I do talk quite frequently um and when I was a kid I had like like night terrors are like an actual like condition like medical condition that little kids get diagnosed with um and I had night terrors when I was little so that means that like I literally screamed bloody murder in my sleep like from ages zero to like six years old every single night (laughs) and then my parents were like yeah then one night there was like one night out of this time where I didn't scream but I giggled to myself the entire night and I was like that sounds like a horror movie (laughs) so it was just like ah ah and then like just like (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's what it was but yeah my dreams are crazy like if you like look in our apple like group chat if I search for the term like dream it's just like guys I had this weird dream last night that blah 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 it's so vivid too like the fact of like how many details you can remember like it's wild like I have dreams and I used to think that my dreams were kind of crazy but I don't remember them as much anymore as opposed to like you like your details are ridiculous yeah, yeah. I, I don't really remember my dreams much after waking up I think it's like you have to be awoken like from your REM cycle and then if you like jot it down immediately then you can recall details later but all right well enough of our spooky stories was there anything else that we wanted to wrap up on before we move into some fun remake ideas I don't I think we covered a lot (laughs) I'll, I'll just say one last thing about like we talked about how sad this film is um, I thought they did like a really good job of Mia talking about like a recurring nightmare that she has where she's walking in front of a mirror and she can't see her reflection. <laughs> and then that's like portrayed right at the end too. Um, and it is sad because we talked about how like Mia's maybe not necessarily like a likable character, but she's just a kid. Like nothing yeah. that she did was evil like in any way except for the attempted murder at the end but that wasn't her that wasn't her she definitely didn't deserve her ending yeah she didn't deserve her ending and then so we have this kind of like tragedy at the end um and I thought it was like a really good like filmic depiction of like what what like a potential afterlife could look like if you are like let's say that you believe in like a Christian mindset where if you commit suicide or whatever um, or if you're someone that sinned, like you don't go to heaven. And let's say that this is some sort of like purgatory where these souls are like lost or stuck or whatever. Um, I thought it was like a really good depiction of that where she can see, like we said, like time moving like all around her. But how like, you know, this, the, it takes like the horror of the movie to like a very existential level, right? Because it it, it moves away from like the the grotesque and the and the jump scares and all that of the previous like 90 minutes of the movie and then we move into like a deep psychologically unsettling depiction of what life after death could mean and that it's like you know it probably is representative of Mia's own mind is creating the space where she sees the mirror 
but it could also be a literal interpretation of like this is actually happening to her in this purgatory space where she's walking past the hospital mirror and she can't see herself in the reflection so she has like a very like self-fulfilling prophecy in this movie where she like has these like deepest fears and then because she makes like some poor choices (laughs) they they become realized in the end but yeah I thought it did a really good job at that I think it was leaning more into deeply unsettling psychological horror which isn't Megan's favorite but I do like that kind of stuff um kind of like honestly like I feel like A24 does that kind of like and stuff like that so um yeah I think that was like Mm -hmm. the last thing but all right let's move into some remakes real quick um did anyone have any or is it just me I have one but I don't know if it's you know if it makes total sense but I said you could like make it this mystery where instead of like you know all these bad things are happening it's a heartwarming tale of Mia trying to communicate with ghosts to solve her mother's mysterious death (laughs) like put a positive spin on it since it was so like draining like emotionally Mm-hmm. At the end, like, I think that would be cool that is yeah. cool so I I feel like the way that you described it it's kind of like a Nancy Drew kind of thing <laughs> where she's like teenage like private eye um, <laughs> her father won't tell her but I think if we were to do that I would like it to be that her father actually killed her mother yeah or yeah. that her mom was like crazy or something and like- yeah or because because actually what I was thinking like I thought that it was gonna point to then her mom because that's like a kind of a trope that happens too in horror movies is that um, maybe her mom could hear the demons and stuff too, or maybe her mom had somehow had contact with the hand and mm-hmm. was an original victim and somehow gave it yeah. to her after that. Like I thought that's what I think what the ending was like lacking in terms mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a little bit deeper into like that lore of the hand, which is what we said at the onset. Um, but I thought that you know, if we did do something more along the Nancy Drew lines, um, I thought a potential was, and something that I thought the movie could do too, was that her father was guilty. And mm-hmm. then we see the, we see the, like, um, the ghost, t- like, showing her what her father did behind her back. Um, or the, if it's a psychotic angle, when um, Riley started to pluck his eyeballs out, I thought she was going to see the mom and that her eyeballs were going to be gouged out. Like I thought like he was doing with the mom, like did. he was doing with the mom did because he was talking through as the mom and he was saying, I'm so sorry. And then he like goes into the head bashing and the eye plucking. So for a second, I thought that that was still the mom, like acting out what she had done in real life because she was apologizing. Um, mm-hmm. So then I thought it was going to show the mom having like overdosed on sleeping pills scratching at the doors and then she like used the like wood chips to like gouge out her own eyes <laughs> I thought it was gonna say that but like it didn't go down that road um but I really like that idea Mick <laughs> if we want to make it more of like lighthearted, that I feel like that's like more my favorite genre right because I said after creature feature it's like true crime kind of like silence of the land style I also um noted that like a prequel would be really cool for this just because and we kind of talked about it at the beginning already is just learning more about that hand because they talk mm-hmm. about it briefly but I would like I will that's like the one thing that I was really left wanting to know more about was the hand and I think that would be a really cool opportunity 
for a prequel, A24, yeah. I'm talking to you, <laughs> make another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like they set it up for a potential sequel, too, because we have someone in a different country, I can't remember what language they're speaking, but the hand has... France. France. Yeah, so the hand has traveled, and um, they also said that it was, like, made of ceramic, and it was, like, the actual bomb hand was underneath. I was waiting for someone to, like, break that shit open and see the real one underneath, but it's funny, this one's called, like, Talk to Me or whatever, and then, you know, like, that saying where people are, like, talk to the hand, bitch! (laughs) So maybe... The prequel is talk to the hand. Then this- oh, I was thinking talk like number two, me. <laughs> that's good. Oh, too. That's <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So then I have some remakes, but they are silly, goofy ones. <laughs> um, so I think that we keep everything the same. Um, but the hand makes you do like a friendship handshake <laughs> with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like dab it up. <laughs> so, you know, the hand has like a little personality of um what what is it in Adam's family? What's the name of Oh, the, the thing, isn't it? Thing? Yeah, it's more like thing. Um, and it's like, ooh, you know, like friendship parent trap handshake. <laughs> and then like once you do the friendship handshake, then you can see the dead people. <laughs> but he like wants to make sure that that you guys are bros. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make sure he's chill. Um, and then I think it would have just been really fun if the hand could have been featured more, but also like could have been allowed to do more things, you know, cause I feel like, like move on its own. No, no, no. Like, I feel like we're really putting the hand in like a box here. You know, it's only allowed to do scary, horrible things. But what if the hand, like, were allowed to go out and get, like, a manicure? <laughs> like, what if she took the hand to to get a manicure at the salon? Do you think it would, like, stop being evil if it was allowed to go out on fun outings? Um, so, yeah, i just like to see the hand uh, be involved in more ways. I think going to get manicures, um, doing, like, a pottery class, just, like, one-handed. <laughs> you using it to shape the clay um <laughs> and I think I think we see less evil things out of it <laughs> if it's allowed to explore um yeah Meg did you have any remakes silly or serious oh uh, not really just like wanting to know more of the background I think a prequel would be great I think I'd enjoy that yeah okay did we want to do like one roll for remake where we try to like roll a dice and choose from our list that we did on the D episode and see if we could come up with one on the fly together yeah sure. i think you might have to explain this yeah um, i i need the rules <laughs> okay so for those of you that don't keep up with the podcast um or don't read our group chat <laughs> together there we in our dungeons and dragons episode um maria and i came up with a list of things that we usually pick for our remakes um numbered like one through 20 like a D dice and so it's things that we change like changing the genre changing the end credit scene changing a cast member a title change adding more movies to a metaverse so like a prequel sequel kind of thing changing costuming makeup a character put yourself in the movie have it be done by a different studio so that would be funny, like, if this wasn't an A24 movie, if it was, like, a Marvel movie or something like that. Um, so we have all these ones 
And we didn't do it in our last podcast for Spy Kids because we were running a bit over time. But I think it'd be fun if we did this like in each episode because it was really fun to do. All right. I rolled an 18, which is prequel, which we already talked about. (laughs) Perfect. The dice knows what we're saying. Okay. Let me roll again. 12 setting okay changing the setting if it wasn't in australia (laughs) oh we did mention we did mention it but i didn't know if it would be bad to say but in the group chat i was just like well we all know what would have happened to that kangaroo if this (laughs) took place in america (laughs) for all of our concealed carry you don't have to (laughs) worry about (laughs) running it over (laughs) yeah um which like i not have run over the kangaroo oh no like, that would have been like the adopted that kangaroo. Yeah. i would have been <laughs> calling like wildlife <laughs> rest chest compressions i was like we're saving this bitch it would have been an episode of gray's anatomy like i am not giving up on that thing um but yeah i guess if it were to take place in any other setting too i feel like the mom i don't know if the mom was like an australian mom or if she was just like cool but I feel like depictions of like American like parents in horror movies are like they are not as chill as that mom was about like them going out. So maybe if we had some strong mother figures <laughs> in this movie, it would have never happened like that. Um but yeah, let's roll another one. Ten. Oh, put yourself in the movie. Let's end on this. Let's put each of us in this movie. Um, what we bringing the hand? Who do we think is bringing the hand to these parties? Clearly not you two, bitches. Probably me. You guys have to. I mean, if Michaela and I are in this movie, it's like ending. (laughs) Yeah, like it's just not happening. I'm not touching that thing at all. I'm not even recording it. Like, no, I'm leaving. We're going home. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have the hand, but I feel like the second that like I saw that you could actually connect with dead people, I'd be like, no, no. (laughs) you'd be done. I'd be like, I'm out. It would be like a Jumanji situation. I'd be like flinging that fucker into a jungle. (laughs) And I'd be like, absolutely not. Um, Also, (laughs) I'd like to think that I'd be more responsible with my party. um, Taking Well, first of all, if I did have the hand and I was throwing a party, you know that it would be a themed party. Like it would be hand themed and we'd all be getting manicures. We'd be getting like hand henna tattoos we'd be doing hand massages like would be an itinerary down to the minute there'd be an itinerary 417 we're doing this (laughs) i'd like to think i would create a welcoming and safe environment (laughs) for the hand holding um and also if i would not even let people approach the 90 second mark it would be like you gotta give more space no like like you i could not believe like, I was so upset when they were like, okay, the one rule is you can't go over 90 seconds. And they were like, oops, <laughs> like 95. And I was like, you fucking idiots. I was like, you have a timer built into your fucking phone. You're not looking at a watch for like accuracy. I was like, no. So I'm bringing the hand, but I'm bringing it responsibly. And we are only letting people do like the length of like a vine. Like everyone gets seven seconds or less. And that's 
it. Um, but yeah, I think if I had the hand too, I would just be like asking the people like how they died. Like, I'd be like, tell me more <laughs> about, about your death. And then maybe I'd go the Nancy Drew route too, since I, I do watch a lot of true crime content and listen to true crime podcasts. So I think I'd be like out here solving murders. Oh, I'd be yeah, I'd be like, well, what lady you look like you drowned. Tell me more about that. <laughs> I was like, did you drown under mysterious circumstances? <laughs> Who are who's our prime suspects? Let's get them. You won't get much in your vine length conversation with these <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> Wait, well, I like I hit them with the okay, maybe we can do TikTok length. Maybe we have like 15 seconds or less. So I hit them with a couple questions out front. And then I'm like, you have 10 seconds answer or your murder's not going to be solved. <laughs> and then and then I leave. <laughs> but yeah, I think if Michaela was in this movie, I don't know. I feel like you would go to the party initially. But then like the second that you saw like what it did. Oh, I yeah, I would be yeah. done. Not, I don't. The second they have to like tie a belt around you in a chair. I'd be like, this is like one of those things where like, a group of like people scheme to like murder one of their classmates if Megan was there you'd be like this seems sexually motivated <laughs> be like are you trying to rape and then murder me? like is, oh is this necessary <laughs> the bell <laughs> you're like I don't I don't need to do Let's go with this outfit <laughs> <laughs> sorry bondage is not my thing <laughs> oh all right Wow. Yeah, I like doing the role for remakes. I think they're fun. That is fun, yeah. Um, okay, so what has everyone been watching lately? I don't know if it really counts, but it's on topic. But like at work when I just like need something to listen to, I watch just like a lot of these cheesy ghost hunter videos and <laughs> like <laughs> I also listen to a guy who like debunks the ghost videos. So I'm just like the I also am um Sam and Colby. I watch them a lot, even though sometimes I feel like they're just a little like they're not reliable sometimes. Like the earlier stuff is not as reliable as like their stuff seems to be now um what else do I watch uh oh my god what is it called with Ryan and Shane I'm having a moment um oh yeah I know it's not unsolved anymore it's something else on the watcher channel or whatever yes but I watch that a lot because they're funny (laughs) so I like how you said you watch the ghost stories and then you watch people who debunk the ghost story (laughs) I like it's not it's not the same exact video content though like the ones it's like people will send this guy like montages of videos and he'll debunk each one and I'm just I feel like I learned so much because I feel like I am one of those people who gets like really easily like oh man like how would someone fake that yeah (laughs) exactly how they would fake that and I'm just like hmm (laughs) <laughs> a lot of sense I'm educating myself thank yeah, you very much. I, like, I like that you're like I'm actually you're one of the few people that's like <laughs> researching both sides of the story <laughs> but yeah since it's like spooky season I'm trying to like get into the spooky flow of things but that's kind of what I've been I haven't been watching like a lot of tv or movie content but a lot of youtube yeah, content. You D&D video game huh it's not spooky, Brooke, but I have been playing Baldur's <laughs> Gate for literally too much time, and 
I think I'm at over probably close to 80 hours invested into this game. And as soon as we hang up on this, I will be playing for at least five more hours today. I gotta get off this call. And before we got onto this call, I had been playing since like eight in the morning. Oh my gosh. Megan and I, so Michaela was like always our video game friend. And we would go over to her house and we would all like pile onto her bed in her bedroom and play video games. And she will not let me live down the fact <laughs> that I can't open a door. <laughs> and we were no. playing Outlast. And she, I think I have a video of you screaming. I can't. <laughs> it was literally like you just had to press square. And she was just, it was not. <laughs> it didn't happen. It just wasn't working. But it like. <laughs> She would constantly getting it like be getting into these chase scenes and she would always need to go through a door and this poor girl could not press the button in time to get through the door. And it was just, you know, it was her Hamarsha. It was her tragic downfall. <laughs> it's my Achilles heel. I can't fucking open doors. But yeah, Megan and I always talk about how like Every time we play video games with you, it's such a high. We're like, this is the best. We'd be thing. like, Michaela, can we come over tomorrow? <laughs> Summer that we were playing Outlast, we were literally like, hey, um, can we can we come by every single night for the rest of the week and play this? Yeah, <laughs> because it was so. I see. I miss that so much because I feel like you guys. Because I have my own PS Five now. Because and it was like I've had the PS Four for like the longest time. So I got the PS Five. And I feel like you guys would have so much fun, just like, especially also with like the new types of games that are out. Like when you guys were here last summer, not you, Meg, you need to come visit me and me. No, I need to. Um, but we were playing Quarry and it's another like make your own adventure type game. Yeah. And it's really, they're just really fun. I just feel like the quality of games, like, I feel like there's games for every type of person who wants to play games now. Like there's not just like this hardcore stuff and you feel alienated when you try to play except for when you're trying to open doors then (laughs) (laughs) that's another problem (laughs) Meg and I literally have talked about how like we actively cannot buy a video game (laughs) like a like a PS5 or anything because we will waste like all, like our entire lives will be that because it's I know I'll be addicted. No, I I it's something where I'm like it's as if I like tried heroin once and I was like oh can't, can't do that again. <laughs> so, but it's all about balance, like no, but I'm telling you, we would not have balance. <laughs> there would be no balance. <laughs> we, if I had gone into it, would still be in med school. Yeah, she wouldn't <laughs> be a doctor. <laughs> uh, no, we love it so much, but um. I know because I love the they're so like rich in like storytelling and everything you would love lots to them yeah you would love Baldur's Gate it's so like as coming because I've never played this kind of game before because it's like turn-based and I'm usually like I don't know all the technical terms I play what I want to (laughs) play um but I'm not used to like turn-based games so that was like a learning curve but I'm having such a great time making my character where I spent maybe 10 hours of my over 80 hours but like learning the game learning the lore and just kind of like seeing everything unfold and the fact that I could go back and replay as a different character and then be introduced to different situations based on my choice making like it's just it's very immersive and very cool and I'm going to be very sad when I have nothing else to do (laughs) um, (laughs) hopefully some other video game comes out yeah 
What have you been watching, Meg? Oh my god, I feel like I've been watching uh, a lot of intros to movies. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Megan's <laughs> Megan's on a rotation where she works like twelve to fifteen hour shifts some days, um, and so whenever she's in a rotation like this. It's just like a known fact that she will fall asleep on the couch. So I'm like, hey, Meg, what do you want to watch the first 35 minutes yeah. of? Something that's got like a good start to it. Yeah. But um, no, I, I feel like, yeah, this past four weeks, because of that, I haven't been watching very much. But uh, I am behind on multiple shows. I haven't watched the last season of The Witcher yet. Um, although Henry Cavill is leaving. So it makes no me point. sad. I'm like, <laughs> you the series? Um, we'll see. Um, let's see what else. You watch Sabrina, right? Hmm? Have you been watching Sabrina or something? Um, that was like my gem show, like a few months ago. Oh, what was the one that I like walked in on? Oh, that was probably Vampire Academy. That's what it was. That's what you're talking I about. I thought you were gonna say Vampire Diaries, and I was just like, yeah. I forgot about that show. They canceled it. So it's like, do I, do I keep watching and risk getting hooked or? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Megan and I have watched several series that were canceled, um, which Netflix does just like so frequently, but we watched one like a couple years back called the OA, which oh was like God. a sci-fi one. Like one of the best things. I've ever it was seen. so good. And they got two seasons. So they made it to the end of season two on such a fucking cliffhanger canceled. And I was like, it has um the guy that plays uh Lucius Malfoy isn't it um and uh and what's her name from the office um the fat old lady (laughs) yeah Phyllis from the office isn't it it was so good but I feel like we are bad at watching stuff that thing is canceled but yeah I've just been watching what I the movies that I watched with you because I haven't had like a ton of free time to watch anything else but we watched um I had like a weird stretch where I watched movies where people are walking through tall fields um, with unease. So we watched <laughs> in the we watched in the tall grass, which I really liked. I think you didn't like it as much as I liked it. I didn't like it as much. It was like it was good. It was in the creepy category, but much more that like deep psychologically unsettling mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah, you like that more than I, I do. do. I like I like to be disturbed from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked In the Tall Grass, like 4.5 out of 5 stars. I'll watch it again, too. It was just a really interesting, more like sci-fi kind of concept, too. Um, and then, so they were walking through grass in that one. And then I watched Signs the next day <laughs> where they're walking through a cornfield <laughs> um, with unease. Signs is, like, one of my favorite movies. Um, it was, like, my, like horror movie when I was a kid when the alien popped out I was like never more scared in my life when (laughs) until that scene came on but um it's by M. Night Shyamalan who's actually one of my favorite directors I really like his movies we saw two of his latest films that have come out in the last couple years the old which was I really liked old old is probably like my second favorite under signs and then the the cabin what is it the cap the cabin in the woods knock at the cabin or something like that knock at the cabin door that's oh, what yeah. it is yeah um we saw that one too which I didn't like as much but it was okay I still liked it um and then we watched Divergent mm-hmm. <laughs> yesterday which is different which from I what... stayed awake for yeah stayed awake for but we didn't finish it because <laughs> we had to go to bed 
<laughs> neither did they. Neither <laughs> Meg. Excellent point. But I love Divergent so much. Uh, we should have a Divergent podcast because I was talking about how upset I was that they didn't finish the series. Because did you you read the books too, didn't you, Mick? Um, no, I was more Hunger Games, which oh. I'm very excited for the next movie. I think yes. it's gonna be really we good. will be doing a podcast on that one. So oh, if you're making another one, yeah, they're making the Battle. Yeah, it's like a prequel one. Um, there's a lot of big people in it. I think I think Viola Davis. Yes. Um, yeah, and I can't say his name. Hunter Schaefer. Um, Rachel Ziegler. I don't know who's yeah. playing Young President Snow, but there's a lot of people in it. Yeah, there is. It looks really good too. I think it was, yeah, I think our other friend then was the one that read the Divergent books with me. Um, because I read them and I like loved them. And then I watched Divergent yesterday and I was like, I gotta give those a reread because they didn't finish the movie series. So I'm like, I don't even remember how this ends. Well, they also like destroyed the last few movies. Like they were so bad and yeah. they had such problems. I saw the last one. I think I've only seen like the, the first, first one. one. Yeah. The first I, one's like the best one. The first one's the best one. That's the one that I've, that's the only one I've rewatched. I haven't seen the other ones since they came out. Mm. Um, but Theo James is so fucking hot. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, this is how I know that like, I might be in trouble when it comes to relationships because Megan was like, he's being nothing but mean to her he's when when they're like in there and he met her at least he was showing some interest in her apart from mr darcy oh yeah yeah i talked about you on the pod last time michaela so that you were no longer a friend of the pod because you hate but yeah like it's when four is theo james's character and it's like the day that they're met they like the day that they meet and he's like, what makes you think you can talk to me? And I was like, ah. He was like, that's so hot. Like, and I was like, <laughs> Megan was like, no, that's not acceptable. And no, I was he's like, being a dick. Ah. <laughs> I was like, I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> but speaking of uh, movies that are coming out in the horror genre, have you seen the trailer for Exorcist Believer? coming out I have, yeah I think that would that's gonna be interesting Brooke you might have to watch Exorcist to like prepare yourself yeah I haven't seen the first one Exorcist like the 1970s or whatever mm-hmm. movie yeah it's very good for its time I feel we'll have to I don't think I've ever seen the original either well maybe we'll have to add that to the list of watch parties <laughs> uh all right well where can they find you on social media if they want to find you Michaela <laughs> um Instagram I use TikTok, but not a lot. So mainly Instagram, I think. What's your? I don't really use Twitter either. <laughs> I think um, DKMCK13 is my Instagram. I mean, you could follow me on everything else. I think it's all the same, but I use Instagram the most. <laughs> Meg, do you have any social media? Well, I do. Um, I post about twice a year. <laughs> Usually it works. Yeah, usually I have like a gun to the back of my head and I'm like, I've taken these fucking cute photos of you, bitch. I'm I'm not even sure what my handle is. Hang on. And I'm like, you have to post them. Like, people need to know what you look like, Megan. Um, It's Dukes uh, underscore. underscore. I remember what that's called. (laughs) Megan. 
pop it on the screen but, um, yeah, it won't be very active so it's probably not worth it when it is active it'll be because of me yeah, <laughs> can think about um, social media manager <laughs> i know i literally try to be for everyone <laughs> speaking of you could post more frequently on <laughs> instagram too michaela could i i'm i'm waiting for the engagement ring post i think okay, okay. Well, i know okay. um and then they can find me at B underscore Reese Cup on Instagram. My Twitter is private. <laughs> Can't find me there. <laughs> um, and they can find the podcast at Remake Hot Take on all social medias. And you can find Maria, who's not here today, but she's usually here. <laughs> and if this is your first time ever watching us, just know that she's the one that's usually here. So you can find her at maria shores on all socials too i believe all right that's it i hope everyone has a spooky halloween let us know your favorite halloween or horror movies in the comments bye